You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer, Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Owen oh, Rookie, welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our fourth episode for Season 2 of LEGO Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures. For the episodes, uh, The Lost Crystals of Caledon and The Pit and the Pinnacle. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike and Star Wars fans? Good to be back talking some more Freemakers. And as of this recording, Freemakers has officially ended. Uh, it's yeah. television run, but hey, we're taking it a little slower here, so that's going to yeah. be fun to do that. Um, we're, you know, we're, 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 talk- we're savoring the yes. Freemaker <laughs> adventures, right? Do in part to the fact that um, uh, it, the full season hasn't aired here in Canada yet. So, oh, I mean, like, that, right. yeah. that definitely motivates it for me. Um, we're about a week behind. Actually, we're not about – we are exactly a week behind. So, okay. um, so yeah, I should be I should be finishing up uh, the season about this time next week. Um, but, uh, but, but, like I said, we're savoring the season. Um, yes. I think uh, uh, Jonah Marie is, has been writing reviews for every episode. Uh, on the, on a daily basis. So if you need that like daily fix of of a Freemaker Adventures review, definitely go um, follow her on Twitter at Blue Jay Guys and um, and uh, and and check out all of the stuff that that she's putting out there. And I think how, how I think Star Scavengers is putting out the episodes a little bit quicker than us. So so that's out there, right? So somebody's doing it. So we don't need to, because we don't need to be first to the party. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll collect. Just want to be at the party. Yeah, yeah, we'll just be there, right? Fashionably <laughs> yeah. late, right? Um, so but yeah, you know, like th- this yeah. is the best thing about the Star Wars community is that like there's a flavor for everybody. So if you're like Matt and I, uh, you're old men and want to kind of take things a little bit slower. And yeah. uh, I <laughs> and savor it a little bit more because you you know you, you I or if you want to binge it, there's people that go binge it because that's a totally valid way to do things as well. But like I said, I I would be binging it as well, but I'm kind of hindered in that um, 
by virtue of the fact that that uh, I don't have access to all the episodes other than through nefarious means, which I'd right, rather right. not resort to. You know, I will if I have to in order to bring you guys the content, because um, I like to think that's a that's a it's a very Han Solo Lando Calrissian attitude to take of like. I'll watch these legitimately. It's more, I guess it's more Lando, right? I'll be a legitimate business person unless mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to, uh, to, to serve <laughs> the people in which case, you know, we can, uh, we can figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I guess I'm more Lando than Han Solo. Uh, but you know, and, for me too, is like, I don't mind personally. I, I'm not necessarily a binge watcher anyway. Like mm-hmm. for almost everything mm-hmm. I, I DVR of course, and then I watch it when I have time because there's not a lot of time of the day sometimes. So um, I could just honestly can't do any binge watching unless I do it like on Saturday or something like that. I could, yeah. I probably could, but I kind of like the, the stretching out and like giving it, you know, you know, soak up a couple episodes, yeah. let it sink in for a while. Then I got something to, to look forward to. Like anytime anything comes out on like Netflix or anything, I don't binge watch it. I just kind of take an episode every few days or a week or whatever. I kind of like to. I kind of like to stretch it out, you know, kind of old school that way. Um, I, I don't know that the, the closest thing I've come to binging is I think I caught up on Game of Thrones by doing like one episode a night. And that's yeah. the, the most I've ever done is one a night. So, um, yeah, we could just take it slow and, and kind of soak these things up. We're doing two today, like you said, Mike. Um, but before we do that, um, we got no news, right? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what's funny? Like, I, I know, I know that we're going to get some news here quick because Dave Filoni is supposed to be at in Canada next was it a couple weeks, Mike, right? For a, for a con. Yeah. Here, let me bring up, let me bring up fan expo. uh, Yeah. So if you're in, if you're in the, uh, the Toronto area, um, Eastern Canada or even, uh, uh, Northeastern, uh, United States, because I know that there's probably some American listeners that are not too far away and could probably get themselves up to uh to toronto because you know if you're if you're like right along the border like niagara or something like that it's not that far um but uh, dave filoni's gonna be there which is very interesting because i don't know that he really does a lot of these sorts of conventions right like i'm trying to think if like if he's ever been at like um maybe like dragon con or something like that right Mm -hmm. but um uh, oh, that's right. FanExpoCanada.com is the is the website, um, and uh, it is August thirty first to September third. So it's that it's Labor Day okay, weekend. There you go. Uh, right. Okay. So yeah, I, I if you if you are in that area, definitely head over there. Um, I have to imagine that that this is the last opportunity for them to announce the premiere date mm-hmm. for Star Wars Rebels season four. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're going to get it there. If not, maybe sooner, um, they could just, they yeah. could just drop it on a Monday as, as Lucasfilm is fond of doing, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get something yeah. there. I, it sounds like he wants to bring something, maybe a clip or who knows art maybe. So yeah. What were you saying, Mike? Uh, no, that's it. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll, We'll uh, we'll see if any news comes out of that. Definitely, you know, um, it's it's Dave. He'll say something about something that yeah. the entire right. fan community will be buzzing about, reinterpreting or misinterpreting or um, 
just interpreting something that doesn't need to be interpreted. Like he'll say, Ahsoka, hmm. And then everybody will be like, that means Ahsoka's dead. That means uh-huh. Ahsoka's alive. That means Ahsoka yeah. is actually Captain Rex. Um, <laughs> because that's how the Star Wars community can be sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Star Wars is like so... People get so excited about Star Wars that I think they just need it all the time. I know that that can be my feeling every once in a while um, when I'm really into it. It's like I need Star Wars 24/7. It's like a it's like a drug, right? <clears throat> and so you know you want that you want the good stuff. You want the clean, uh, strong, good Star Wars, and you want it hooked directly to your veins. But every once in a while, all you get is the crap, and uh, and so you gotta you gotta just make do with what you've got. And some people are bigger junkies than others, and those are the ones I think who end up talking some of the ridiculous nonsense, like Mace Windu being Snoke, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Which like people are still throwing that around, even though it's been like officially debunked. Um, I think by Ryan Johnson himself, but right. people are still like no. It's a red herring, you guys. It's so obvious that Mace Windu is actually Snoke. It's like, if Mace Windu was Snoke, why wouldn't it be Samuel L. Jackson? Also, yeah. the, the guy's an alien, clearly. Um, well, even even Pablo, I think he tweeted out that he said Snoke is uh, not not human. He said something yeah. about humanoid or something. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah. he kind of clarified it. Like, he's not a human. So Oh, and, you uh, know, if you want to get into the spoiler territory as of late, um, Snoke is is I, I'm not gonna say anything else, so don't worry. But if you want to know things about Snoke, um, head to some of those fan sites that are that are big on spoilers, like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, making Star making Wars, Star Wars, Wars yeah, right? Yeah. Because there's some stuff out there that will tell you some stuff about Snoke. Um, mm. and it's, I think a lot of it's right now inferred or implied, but at the same time, like some of it's pretty definitive to, uh, to say one way or another, what the deal is with Snoke. So, right. um, we're going to get answers in the last Jedi. And I think that people can, should just, uh, chill out. I guess that's actually, that's a really good piece of news to bring up. So, um, Ryan Johnson the EW has been continuing with the news dump. We talked about it last week. It's continued right. into this week. And and I think it might have been over the weekend or maybe on Friday that um, Ryan Johnson basically tweeted out, more info is coming. That's the nature of the beast. But mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. were you, it'd like take my recommendation, stay away. Just see in the theater on in December, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Mark Hamill obviously uh, jumped on that because he's got his hashtag wait for eight. Um, and you know what? I think I think that I might actually be taking that approach from here on out. Whoa! I'll, I'll, I'll watch trailers, okay, but I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm gonna stay out of the articles. Um, I'll watch trailers if there are images. I'll check out the images. But I'm not going to read the in-depth articles that that sites like EW have been publishing. Um, I think what we've gotten so far is fine because it's a lot of like, well, this is Finn's motivation going into the movie, or this is how this is how Poe feels, and this is how Poe relates to Princess Leia. And I think a lot of it is just sort of talking about emotional stuff. 
if if I if going by Rogue One and the Force Awakens and the 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 way that they were sort of dissected in in the the press releases beforehand, um, the next round is going to be where we start getting like plot points and stuff that mm. like that I don't need. You know, I I think that I've already gotten enough. Uh, by, by looking at spoilers and that sort of thing so i think at a lot of which has been confirmed um mm-hmm. one way or another um so yeah i think that i am i think that i am gonna just you know jump on the wait for eight uh bandwagon and i'm mm-hmm. just gonna i'm just gonna chill because yeah. it's like are you questioning whether or not you're gonna go to star wars <laughs> in december because <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. care what it, what Star Wars movie it is. I'll be there on opening night, um, right? And uh, you know, like just try and keep me away, sort of thing. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try and steer clear. It's gonna be hard because sometimes it's, hard, it's just man. like out there. Uh, um, yeah. But I don't know. How do you feel about it, Matt? I think I, I'm like with you. I'm, I'm definitely gonna see the trailers because I obviously they're not gonna give anything away. No. Well. You know, what I mean, not, TV not, spots huge. are TV spots yeah. are another thing, right? Right. I'm right. gonna try and avoid the TV spots this time around because mm-hmm. I feel like Rogue One and The Force Awakens gave away some of the best parts of the movies. Yeah. In the TV spots. Um, right. So yeah, I am gonna. I think I will stay away from those. Yeah, like like we did with The Force Awakens. I mean, we we kind of pieced together a lot of that movie before it came out just through trailers and a lot of speculation, but a lot of it was pretty close and. But I still, like I said, I, I'm still going to go with the trailers because obviously they, Disney says, hey, here's the trailers. They're not going to spoil anything. So I'm good with that. But you're all right about some of those articles. Like, look at that stuff that came out with Luke saying he was going to be the chosen one. And that, I mean, although it was kind of vague, I mean, we still talked about it a lot. And it, it started yeah. to bring up the whole Kylo actually isn't, um, you know, necessarily that bad. Han's the one that actually killed him. It wasn't Kylo. And all these things are starting to come around again. So, um yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm staying with the trailers, but we'll see with those with the, some of these articles. Uh, sometimes they can give away a lot, and and I'm definitely staying away from all the spoiler stuff. I don't want to get too spoiled. I mean, like you said, you can go around and search Snoke, and you can see pictures of the toys, and kind yeah. of get an idea of how tall he is, and this and that. So it's all out there. Uh, it's just like how spoiled do you want to get? So I'm yeah, staying with the trailers, sure. and that's it. I can I can wait till December. I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm, Starting to get pretty, totally. pretty pumped for this movie to see how different it is and uh, like what I've seen so far. But until then, we still got some Freemakers, right? We can yeah. do that. We, we have, have Freemaker Adventures. We got That's, Star Wars yeah. Rebels coming up soon. And um, actually, I, I, true to my word, I uh, we're going to talk about – we are becoming Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, – you know, I, I I think it was I think it was Leland Chi that that pointed out. Uh, don't forget about the Star Wars blips because that's yeah. Star Wars animation as well. Right. Um, and a new Star Wars blips was was today, uh, right? Posted, yeah. And yeah. Um, and it's great. It's a it's a great little BB-8. Um, Stormtroopers. Uh, Stormtroopers. Yeah. Chewbacca makes an Jesus. appearance. Um, yeah. It's a great little animation. So head to the. Uh, I think you can see it. You can either go to like the Star Wars Facebook page or um, YouTube. I think. Or to the to the YouTube channel. It may even be on StarWars.com. Let me just check that. Yeah, I think uh, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw it on YouTube. Or Facebook. Um, yeah. Right. And it, yeah, it's on Facebook as well. So. 
Um, yeah, it's not on the front page, but maybe, maybe it's somewhere else. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird what gets posted on StarWars.com and what doesn't. Oh, maybe it's under the video section. Maybe it's under the video section. No, it's not. Huh. You know what? Like, okay, StarWars.com, if you guys are listening, you guys really need to um, flesh <laughs> out some of these areas of the site because I feel like um, video should have the Star Wars blips. Um, and And look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. TV shows has Star Wars Rebels and it has Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm. Why is Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures not here? It's a TV show. It's a Star Wars TV show. And uh, The Pit and the Pinnacle, we'll get to it when we're talking about the episode, but The Pit and the Pinnacle is just as good as any episode of Star Wars Rebels. And it has content in it that is just as valuable to Star Wars fans as anything mm-hmm. in Star Wars Rebels or the Clone Wars. So mm-hmm. I like I think that it deserves to be on StarWars.com. I think that it deserves to get um, the the same sort of episode treatment that the Lucasfilm animation stuff does. I know that obviously like they don't have the same exact connection um, in in the sense that like because I think that with Rebels and Clone Wars they're produced in the same building as starwars.com so i think that it's a little easier for them to to figure out that production pipeline mm-hmm. but i think it's time i think that i think that they've proven themselves at lego star wars the freemaker adventures that they are doing a really good job with yeah. this show and that it deserves to be it deserves to be part of the starwars.com website and the star wars blip should be under videos so yeah right um for anybody from lucasfilm who's listening which you know i think that there's there, there might be at least one person <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. that's my two cents take it with a grain of salt take it for what it is but i think that they deserve to be on there yeah um, for sure. cool do you want to get Good into point. it do you want to talk about the crystals of caledon yeah let's get into it Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry, I couldn't reach the brakes. So, like, uh, I, I guess we came back, uh, we're coming back to the Lost Crystals of, I, I guess you say Caledon. Uh, last week was Return of the Wheel. Um, yep. Freemakers went back home, and now they're back out looking for this. And this thing starts out with a captured, uh, I guess, a rebel droid. I, think, I believe it was BG-81 from Christophsis is brought aboard a Star Destroyer by um, an undercover Cordy. She's in the Imperial... I guess that would be the Imperial... Is that the Imperial Gunner uh, disguise? I'm trying to think of the actual name of that yeah, disguise. Yeah, I think so. It's like the Death Star. The Death Star Gunners, maybe, or yeah, something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it is. The same one that, that uh, Jin was in in the uh, Rogue One, I believe. No, Isn't Jin, it? No? Jin's uniform is like a... It's like a bombardier or something like that. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah. No, yeah, because yeah, hers is like, hers is like more like battlefield, mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, gunner. It's, it's like a heavy heavy weapon sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah. No, I think these are more like the the sort of like the Death Star gunner or like I think a, it's a gunner. Yeah. That's or like I think. A, a Star Destroyer gunner sort of outfit. Right. And and she's uh, she's undercover. They're looking for the Kyber crystal locations that the Empire knows about. The Empire has a bunch of uh, places that the planets that uh, have these Kybers and looking for it. And uh, they're going to do this little tape swap thing where they're going to swap out some uh, one tape for the tape of the uh, the actual planets that they have. But it kind of gets messed up because Roger gives them the uh, recipe tape <laughs> instead of the other one. So uh, and this thing kind of this particular part ends with Xander. He says, oh, that could bring down the entire empire overnight. So funny line. And here's the thing, like he he is becoming Xander. Like he's becoming probably my favorite Eugene Bird who voices the character. I I think he's my favorite now. He's probably overtaking. Yeah. He's overtaking. uh um Grabala right now, but you know Grabala hasn't been in it a lot. But man, this Xander—they keep giving him some great stuff, and the guy yeah. he's playing him, man, he's just killing it. So he's becoming one of my favorite guys on this, uh, favorite characters on the show. So I'm really loving this. Um, and then it ends up with uh, the MOC. He finds actually the recipes, and it cuts to a commercial from there. So um, let's see, where do we go from there, Mike? Uh, oh, not so. There's not very many planets left. So the Empire is looking. They they haven't checked everything. Yeah, but um, Rowan thinks that they should go to a place called Qualadon, and uh, Xander again. He says, "Yes, you can feel something," and then he's like, "No, nah, it's just the closest one. That's why we're going to that one." Yeah. So, okay, keep it going. Um, from there, uh, where do we go from here, Mike? Oh, they actually get to the planet, and yeah. they come across the Lerman. Yeah, and they come across the Lerman. So uh, you guys might remember. Yeah. Uh, the Lerman from the Clone Wars episode. Oh man! It's Dude. called uh, it's called Jedi um, Crash. Crash, yeah, yeah, Jedi Crash. Um, from season one, it's season, season one, episode thirteen. Um, ah. and uh, they're they're the little lemur type guys that can roll into a ball in order to move around. Um, one one of my favorite things that that um that Clone Wars added to the Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the Lerman. I thought that was that was a great um yeah. Yeah, great episode back then, and I love the the characters. I love that they're kind of this this less advanced but um, still uh, intelligent race. Right, um, right. Because I like I, we like to see that side of Star Wars every once in a while with the Ewoks and the Gungans and the Lerman and mm-hmm. um, lots of fun. So yeah, um, and their accents are fun. So. Oh, for sure. And I yeah. couldn't believe that they were back from season one. I was thinking back like, man, I know obviously we've seen them in, in Clone Wars. Yeah. And so I went back and I'm like, wow, that was way back in season one. I, we, that was the last time we saw them when they were introduced actually in, in like you said, uh, Jedi Crash. So yeah. very cool to see them back. And then we get uh, we get the story from the Lerman that they're, they kind of worship the Force, but – and they don't – obviously they don't want their crystals taken. So um, – we get this kind of like this backstory of them, how they kind of worship the force, almost kind of like maybe like, a, like uh, who was uh, in Rogue One, um, uh, Chirrut and, and uh, Baze, kind yeah. of like worship type thing. So it's kind of kind of interesting take on the Lerman and, and what they believe in, too. And we get introduced to uh, obviously the whole family. But the daughter is the one I believe her name is Maynard. She's the one that is skeptical of the force. 
Um, and it kind of surprises Rowan a little bit too that that she's not too big on this whole force thing. So we're going to get kind of a story between her and Rowan, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then right around this point, the Empire arrives, and some of our favorites return: Durpin and Plume Striker, the duo, yep. the dynamic duo. <laughs> Durpin, who who quote loves harassing uh, harassing powerless peasants, and it's so easy and so fun. So uh, that's another reason I like Durpin as well. Yeah. Um, uh, we get to Xander and Cordy with the Lerman uh, and the elders. Uh, they get captured, so they get captured. Uh, and Durpin suggests taking all of the Kyber crystals to Vader and maybe getting that cushy desk job. So obviously, Mike Durpin still wants that cushy job, right? Yeah. Well, he just wants to be as far away from the action as he can. Get. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. He's just like, hey, just we'll just get some crystals. That's what he want. We'll give them to Vader, and we'll we'll be fine. I'll, we'll get that cushy desk job. It's always it's all I want. So it's funny. Yeah. Um, and then there's this kind of funny uh, conversation, and then I, I'm trying to remember who says it, but they say a face like a scum weasel, and Durpin's like, I I don't do I do I look like that? So yeah, do I look like a scum weasel? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? Yeah. Is that a bad? Yeah. Exactly. I, is it is it Bloom Striker that I can't remember who says it. I can't believe I didn't write this down, but I, I remember writing down this, this I think particular it's, quote because it's I funny. think it's Maynard that calls him a scum. Maybe it's Maynard. Yeah, that's right. I think so. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good um, moment. Yeah. So uh, this kind of fight ensues. Rowan and uh, Maynard they start blasting at the Imperials and save the group, but the crystals are still in the hands of the Empire. Uh and MOC knows the Freemaker sabotaged the files, and so he decides to get involved. We're getting a lot of MOC this this season, which is cool. Um, and the Freemakers, in disguise, land by Durpin and Plume Striker, and Durkin's top, uh, Durpin is talking about this huge battle. You know, he's kind of playing it up. You know, huge battle, thousands of rebels, and they took out their rear stabilizer and hyperdrive. And he's saying all yeah. this to uh, to uh, MOC. He's like, like we were just hounded. It was it was crazy. It was mass hysteria. So he's giving them this this whole you know lie about how hard it was for them and why they're in this predicament. So um, from here. Uh, they, they talk about and here's another great in joke right here, Mike. When they talk about the call sign TK four two nine eight seven one five six, yeah, and uh, TK four two nine eight one seven five six two five. Yeah, I started laughing at it. It's like, what's his call sign? Uh, no reason. I didn't need to know. So uh, it's just that play on TK four two one. What's your post? But yeah. the fact that it's nine thousand letters, like no one ever <laughs> <laughs> gonna remember that. So. Yeah. Cool little in joke right there. I love that. Let's see. Um, from there, Mike, we go to well. Uh, Xander starts. Xander starts repairing the ship, right, right? Okay. So that Rowan can get in and steal back the the um, the Kyber crystals. That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, did I did I skip over like a whole section, or did, are we kind of on the same page there? No, more or less. I don't know. I did you did well, you talk not- about? Like the the they they're basically like oh maybe you did maybe the section where where Rowan and Maynard are talking about okay. the force we kind of, yeah, we didn't well, really get into it you said like she's skeptical and, and right. that sort of thing right. but but I think that's probably what you're thinking is yeah that's kind of what I was getting at. I was just kind of she's a, she's at this point where she's kind of skeptical of yeah. The force and the crystals, but her family is definitely on board with all this, and they're really. She's kind of, and she's kind of like Luke, where she wants to like leave the planet and go, yeah, 
go yeah. do something exciting and not not farm Cadu like the rest of her family. Right. But she's right. kind of stuck there. So, yeah. And, yeah. And then she ends up she ends up stinking on to, uh, yeah. I believe it's the ship. And Rowan comes across her and is like, whoa, she snuck on. And as they leave the ship, uh, as they leave, uh, the MOC arrives and, and we get the lightsaber battle between him and, and another Rowan. great lightsaber. Battle. Another yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, MOC gets the upper hand for a minute, and, and then Xander comes in with a sneak attack. Yeah, uh, and then MOC and Rowan they continue to battle, and then uh, I think it's Rowan using the Force to throw things, which is I thought another cool thing using the Force to throw things. Obviously, we've seen that in new movies before, but yeah, and and Rowan's a powerful Force user, so that was really cool to see that. Well, and Rowan gets hit with this. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, continue. Uh, yeah, well, this is just at this point when we're talking about Rowan and we're talking about him yet again um, with these great lightsaber skills and uh, his ability to use the force and all that. We talked about it a lot last week about the idea that because he's younger, he mm-hmm. he doesn't have to unlearn as much as as uh, uh, Luke. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even right. as much as Ezra. And. Bob Roth, one of the uh, one of the executive producers of Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures, actually tweeted at us after we posted the last episode, uh, and his tweet was really enjoyed. This you're spot on. Rowan has yet to learn what yeah. he needs to unlearn. This was a big discussion we had at script. So right. this is I. Uh, it felt so good to get that tweet. First of all, it's so great to know that uh, the creators of the show, that the people making it, are listening to us. Uh, as I've said before, it's just it, it it makes me so happy to know that um, that amongst our our listeners are uh, are people who are actually involved in producing the the, the show um, in various capacities, like like writers, producers, uh, whatnot. Um, that just yeah. I, that just feels really cool. Um, cause oh, it yeah. feels directly connected to, to the content that we love. Um, it, it is even better to get direct feedback from one of those creators confirming one of our theories. Like it just, yeah, that yeah. feels really good. Cause I'm going like, man, maybe I'm, I think I even said it last week. Like maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm you like just kind of looking for an interpretation where there isn't one, because after all, this is Lego star Wars. And I, I, you know, like they don't, they don't have to be that on point with their star Wars mythology, getting the confirmation Mm -hmm. that, that the team making this show is actually that on point with their star Wars mythology just makes me love the show and them that much more because oh yeah that's i think that's why we're connecting is because the people creating the show are fans like us and like they're thinking in that same way of like if you get a kid and he's much younger he's obviously Mm going to be better at the force because he's not going to have all these blocks like luke does when luke's in his 20s trying to learn how to lift uh an x-wing out of a swamp right um right not understanding it's so it's very similar to uh the matrix where neo is this you know adult man and then he's sitting next to this this child who's bending the spoon and neo's like well what's the secret how do you do it and the Mm -hmm. kid's like the secret is there is no spoon right (laughs) and it's that it's it's 
it's that same sort of thing where it's like Neo has all these ideas in his head about like what the world is and what he can and can't do. And it's not until the end of the movie that he figures it out. Right. Um, and Rowan, Rowan is, is at the age where like you tell him there is no spoon and he's going to say why. And you're going to tell him because the spoon's not real or something, right? Like you get into it and he's mm-hmm. going to be able to, to, um, adapt that into his way of thinking. So when you tell Rowan that he can move stuff with the force, moving a ship, moving a rock are the same thing. You yeah. move stuff, right? right. Um, and then and then he's also got that other that other um, skill as a force builder, um, right? And that allows him to do all this other stuff. We'll talk more about the force builders uh, when we talk about the the pit and the pinnacle. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, no, it yeah, was it was really great because we see we see in both of these episodes we're talking about tonight, we see in both of them this incredible use of the force on mm-hmm. on Rowan's part. Um, this yeah. this like really high level mastery, um, which I just think is so cool that it's there's a there's an in universe justification for how he can do that. Yeah, I know these these episodes tie together great. So, and like you yeah. said, getting that tweet from him with just that kind of like confirmation, like, okay, yeah, we're we we're seeing the same thing. That was so cool to see that. So, I, I, sometimes I like, man, are we are we like like we've said before, we don't break down these episodes like we do the rebels. But sometimes I'm like, man, I, I kind of feel bad. I think we should do more. But hey, yeah, it is it is what it is. So, um, from here. Like I said, they got this great lightsaber battle, uh, throwing things, you know, Rowan's doing his thing. Uh, and then Rowan gets hit by, I think, some kind of sonic cannon. Is that right? He gets, it's almost like. A, yeah, like a Geonosian sonic cannon. Yeah, that's yeah. what it looked like. And and, and meanwhile, Cordy's and Boom Striker and yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So they're, yeah, fighting over the crystals. Uh, and then this is where you talk about that, this force building. Rowan uses his force building abilities to tie yeah. up the MOC, and he's done this before. Um Durpin and Plume Striker, they grab the crystals from Minor and then they escape. So uh, Rogers swings down with the Star Scavenger and they pursue. Uh, but the damaged hyperdrive was, they thought was a damaged hyperdrive. It was fixed by Xander Freemaker, super fix-it guy. Yeah! Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that was my favorite like part of this now. episode. Like, the, the I got, I got, <laughs> I got a little... The little goose pimples when Rowan yeah. was like, I'm just going to force build you, pal. And he just starts clicking all the pieces onto him. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then we immediately jump back to like the ship takes off a, a minute later. And uh, and Cordy's like, you actually fixed the hyperdrive? And I just thought like <laughs> that. And he's like, Alexander Freemaker, super yeah. star ship fixing guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that, that this season, the standout is definitely Zander. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. he's just got some great, great moments. Um, and uh, I, he, this is one of those episodes. He's got a couple of them. But that moment, I as he was up there working on it, I was like, he's not, like, actually fixing that ship, is he? And then at the <laughs> end, it's like, it's like, did you actually fix it so that they could escape? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So good, but then they that was, yeah. then they managed to track them, right? 
Yeah, I know. That's, that's kind of the end there. They, the, um, Rowan kind of feels, the, I think he said the Meritage system through the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Star Scavenger, they find Durpin and Plume Striker and they steal back the crystals, yeah. uh, re- returning them to the Lerman. And the final shot is the MOC uh, escaping once again. But yeah, you know, like I said, what you said earlier, the some of the highlights for me, obviously the Lerman, seeing them back again from the first time since... Yeah. She's Jedi Crash. Of course, Durprin and Plume Striker, that, that tag team, uh, great, funny characters. I love seeing them. Uh, let's see what else that I like. Um, oh, and mine are, of course, this this is kind of a cool uh, episode where you see someone like my, uh, this minor, this girl who, unlike her family, she believes that the Force is kind of like a myth. But, you know, Rowan is there to help her, like, reaffirm her faith in, like, her family and the Force and kind of bring her attention to that. So I thought that was kind of a cool little thing to show, like, this family dynamic. And and, and yeah. Rowan kind of stepping out and being, like, kind of like a mentor somewhat or, like, a big brother maybe or something like that. So that was cool. So um, yeah. really cool, good episode. And then we jump in. Uh, anything before we – you want to say, Mike, before we hit the pit and the pinnacle? No, let's jump into pit and pinnacle because yeah, I, I think we're okay. probably going to spend more time on this episode because there's some really cool stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. So they, they're traveling through uh, space. Cordy and Xander are watching as uh, Rowan tries to locate, um, you know, Kyra Crystals in the Force. And Rowan wants everyone to act normal. But it's so funny to see, like, Xander and Cordy, they're staring quietly at Rowan. Like, this, this kind of like, you know, when the kids – my kids used to do that when they were kid, when they were really young. They would just kind of like sit there and just stare at you. And you're like, what are you looking at? You know, you're bugging me now. It's like, go, go away, blink or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's funny to see them. And then and then you see like one of the chairs squeaks because they're kind of trying, trying not to move. But you hear just squeak, like the, the chair's moving. And then Roger starts playing, uh, I think it's the modal nodes, you know, in the background. <laughs> so that whole opening scene with, with Rowan and he's trying, you know, here he is, he's trying to be serious. He's trying to feel the force, but he can't because all these interruptions of pe- people trying to act normal, quote unquote. So it's kind of funny. But then, uh, as soon as he starts feeling something, then we'll see attacks, Mike. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So he attacks a battle ensues while Rowan, he finally gets an idea of where to go. So the outer rim, um, he says something about 12 parsecs past Terminus. Some, I've never heard of Terminus before in the Star Wars universe, so I don't know if that's a new, obviously a new thing. I, unless it's, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Well, I, got, I, have, I have Wikipedia open, so let me just take a look. Okay. Uh, Terminus. I don't know if Terminus is a galaxy or is it a... A system. Terminus a system, was I mean, a, a planet located within the Terminus the system of the Outer Rim Territories. Uh, okay. Looks like it might be from the comics. Yeah. Mm, appearances: Star Wars Fifty, The Crimson Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's from I think it's from the comics. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> 12, from so the Marvel, the original Marvel comics, it looks like. Okay. Yeah. So it was that's that's kind of cool. I wonder. Here's the thing too. I just I never. Do you think that the producers and the writers of the show do they have contact with the story group? I would I imagine so. they do, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I think so because I think that's one of the reasons why Leland is is so that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. I, big on like talking about the show. I think that he's more than likely their their yeah. story group. Okay. Um, yeah, of course, because he sense. seems to have like a lot. Because he'll have occasional answers about Freemaker Adventures and um, and its sort of larger Star Wars. <clears throat> um, 
connections, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can get a, a casting crew thing because that might tell us. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. So, so yeah. So terminus. That's where they're kind of heading past that point. So they jump to hyperspace. They lose the MOC in the process. So the emperor contacts the MOC to ask, like, hey, what's your progress on getting Rowan? You know, I'm kind of getting, you know, you know, the emperor, he's getting impatient. And the emperor is kind of funny. He asks, like, so how's the weather and how's the Rowan? And you get the Kyber Saber, but obviously he doesn't give a crap about the weather. He wants yeah. to know about the Kyber Saber and Rowan. So a funny scene between those two. Uh, and then, Mike, we're back to uh, the Freemakers traveling through hyperspace. Uh, like I said, they lose the MOC for the moment, but all of a sudden, uh, a rear stabilizer breaks loose and they crash land on a planet. And I don't, I, I, can't, I didn't get the planet. I don't know if it's even mentioned in the episode. Oh, uh, I think they said the name of the planet. You, and I can't, it's, yeah. Oh. Cause I, I would have written it down, but I don't remember hearing it. Unless I feel I, like it's something with over. an M, but I can't remember. Okay. Let me see if it's in the Wikipedia. Answer. See, yeah, because yeah. Cause I'm interested to see if that was a, you know, obviously it doesn't sound like the, the younglings went to that plant with all the kyber crystals, and I wish I could remember that uh, planet. I don't know if we're talking the but same that was thing. A, there, but. No, because that was like an ice planet. That was um, that was an ice planet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that was the same one from the Clone Wars Gendy Tartakovsky series. Uh-huh. Oh, Ilum? I think it was Ilum. Yeah, yeah. Ilum. There you go. Yeah, that's this it. is yeah. not Ilum. This is that's a different Ilum, planet no. because Ilum that's is true. an ice planet. Um, yeah. So they crash land on this planet. Um, yeah. If you can find it, that's cool. Um, Rowan is sensing. So Rowan, he gets there and he's sensing these crystals big time, right? He's like, he's sensing crystals everywhere. Um, and But they're smaller than the one in his vision. So he has this vision of the one that he wants for um, the hammerhead. But he's obviously visioning these bunch of tiny crystals, and that's going to come up later, obviously. Uh, Cordy and Rowan go back to look for crystals while Xander and, and Roger stay behind. So you got you kind of split the group up here, and you got you got uh, you know Ro- Roger and and Xander are going to stay and work on the ship. Yeah. And Cordy and this big sister, you know, little brother kind of thing, kind of takes uh, takes shape here as as they go along, and she's given him a lot of encouragement, which is cool. Because uh, Rowan starts to doubt his his and his his ability and his family's ability to stop them. Mostly. And you can kind of see it weighing on him. He's like, man, I don't know if this is going to work, you know. But Cordy's really good at this. She doesn't kind of get on him or anything. She's just like, yeah, you know, well, it's going to work out. We'll get this. The dark, and, and even Rowan says the dark side uh, or no, she says the dark side never stops. So, yeah, even even she knows that it's it's tough. But. Stay together. We're family. We're gonna get through this. And they find the stabilizer, Finn Mike, and then Rowan feels something familiar about this place. So, uh, any any uh, thoughts on? Is it just him that he felt it while they were searching for the planet, and he feels that? Yeah, I think it's or? just. I think it's um. Well, it, it's it's later in the episode, and I think they that we talked about it last season. Okay. But yeah. um, Rowan's connection to the Freemakers' connection to um, uh, uh, the Jedi is it is Cantu the the Jedi? Cantu, Cantu, yeah, yeah Cantu, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, somehow, I think, I think, uh, somewhere along the genealogy, the Freemakers are related to Cantu, and that's why 
that's why mm-hmm. Rowan is so connected to the Kyber Saber and and why um, and that's where the Force Builder aspect comes from. Like that's sort of a big part of this episode. Oh right. Um, I will just it say is. so. Right. I did look it up. Um, uh, both Leland Chi and Carrie Beck uh, are credited <clears throat> as with writing credits on on the show and they're both members of the story group so um okay there you go yeah so the, yeah. the story group definitely makes has sense. involvement with the series yeah um, to- totally makes sense yeah. yeah so um we get we kind of jump back and forth now this kind of episode is takes on kind of like a normal star wars movie or mm-hmm. or, or kind of like rebels does where you kind of get you watch in one group and then you go and cut back to another group. Xander, Roger, they're working on the ship. Uh, and then a whole flock of Minox come in and they have to deal with the Minox. And then Corey and Rodan are on their adventure. They continue through the maze and end up in some kind of temple, right, Mike? Is is that what you're getting from this? Maybe yeah. maybe a Jedi temple? Uh, Absolutely yeah, a Jedi yeah. temple. Yeah. Jedi and, yeah. and we get the Jedi – because we get the, the reveal of the Jedi symbol on the floor. Um, and I think right, that this right. is yeah. – I think this is one of the, the more ancient temples where – um, similar to the one on Lothal, where I, I people would come to this and Ilum, as we were talking about in that Clone Wars episode, to find their kyber crystals. Um, and I think right. that, like, this is the thing you have to remember about kyber crystals, right? It's not just a matter of finding a kyber crystal. It's about finding the right kyber crystal. Um, exactly. Because a Jedi has a connection yeah. to the kyber crystal and their lightsaber. <clears throat> so, I... Yeah, at least in the in the sense of like the proper ritual of, of getting a kyber crystal. Um, yeah, even yeah yeah even Rowan says in this moment too he says the Jedi Belt because he's using the Force to open the door yeah. and then the lines you know it lines up the floor to reveal like you said Mike the Jedi yeah. the Jedi symbol there and he says yeah the Jedi built it and so Cordy follows Rowan through the through the open door and then it cuts back to. Um, you know, the Minox, they're attacking Roger and Xander as they take cover in the yeah. Star Scavengers. So they run in there. Uh, they blast one of the Minox, Minox, and in return, notice that the Kyber crystals are explosive. So they're shooting at the Minox, and all of a sudden, boom, yeah. blows up some of the, the Kyber crystals. So I didn't know they were explosive, but now I guess we do now. So I, we know they did damage, obviously, but uh, didn't know they were uh, explosive. So um, from here, Vader, the MOC, and the Emperor, they're all watching footage of canto or canto canto using the kyber saber to cut a uh, moon in half and the emperor yeah. is a little upset that the mlc hasn't found it yet. so i i don't know if you remember the scene mike about him was this this is a kind of it's from the pilot call back to the yeah. first season right yeah. yeah okay right that's what i thought that's what i thought so very uh, very so they're the seeing this yeah. now i kind of i kind of glossed over it but how are they seeing this is this was it a some kind of a a tape or something they got yeah i think it's like maybe it's like a holocron situation or something like that yeah because i know that definitely at the end of the episode it's it's a holocron situation so uh you would imagine that that palpatine having taken up residence inside the jedi temple has access to all of the holocrons and um that's where he's discovered this knowledge of the of the kyber saber right Right, right. That's my guess. So the emperor, he's so he's, yeah. No, that's that's what I thought too. I was just I, sometimes I write him down. Sometimes I think, oh, I'll remember that. But I don't think that they expressly. Event, um, I don't. I don't know that they expressly said it in the episode, 
where no, how they were. No, going. that's probably why I'm remember. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because it was obviously it wasn't like a force vision or anything. It was just no. kind of like it was just being shown like on some kind of teleprompter or something. But um, so they're all like I said, they're all three there, kind of kind of doing this meeting here. Uh, and the emperor's like, hey, I should do that old zappity zap on him because he's kind of he's still mad at the MOC for not getting a. Uh, the uh, Kyber crystals yet. So yeah. the MOC needs an XX23S red to track the Freemakers. And here's that. We talked about this last week about Vader. He doesn't want him to have it, obviously, because uh, there's this power struggle now between, you know, the favor of the Emperor between Vader and in the MOC. And uh, the Emperor confronts Vader about finding Luke and the Death Star. I was like, hey, well, you know, why don't you go out and find Luke and the Death Star? Yeah. So, so, you know, he's got both these guys doing things for him, but obviously Vader doesn't want him to know. And Vader's like, uh, these are complicated questions. And the Emperor says, saved by the rebellion. Ironic. So great, great line right there. Obviously, kids don't have no idea what that was. But again, this is one of those things where you can look to the writers giving us fans, us older fans, fun stuff to listen to and yeah. to, to laugh at, especially the emperor saying that, you know, saved by the rebellion. How ironic is that? Um, so we go from there to Cordy and Ron are trying to get to the top of the cave, to the cave tower. And, uh, you know, many attempts, they can't reach the top. And Rowan's trying to figure out like, Hey, what's the meaning of the force builder and the force builds and, and, and he says something about lift lifts us all. So um, I guess he was building the wrong thing, you know, and and all of a sudden you hear the force theme. And how about how great is that to hear original trilogy music yeah. in the show? It's so, or the original music, you know, in the show. It's so great. And this version and Rowan caps off some of the, the pressure holes that erupt and, and it shoots him to the top of the cave opening. Uh, and they come across and he, uh, there you go. They come across the kyber crystal that he's looking for, but they have to get across this chasm. And this is where you talked about, Mike, this force builder um, ability that he has. And he has to yeah. figure out, like, how do I get over there? And and we, how does he do it, Mike? You want to tell him how, they, how he does it? Yeah, well, he's kind of trying to figure it out. And then he realizes that sort of like the riddle of, of the temple uh, that yeah. – they, you know, like only a force builder can do it sort of thing. And, and so he, he realizes like, Oh, he has to do it himself. He only, he can go. And he's got the three, the three bricks, the three plates. And he's basically creating a stairway in front of him as he goes. Um, and it's only big enough for him to get there. So it's this great, um, it's, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Yeah, the, I was just the, gonna say that. The leap of yeah. faith. Um, the leap of faith. How yeah, great! Yeah, so yeah. similar, like such a similar vibe. Obviously, like story wise, very very different, but um, similar in the sense that like he, they're both after the MacGuffin, right? They're both after that thing, like the Holy Grail or the this um, this uh, Kyber crystal. And uh, yeah, and so he basically puts one in front of the other, gets up to the top, and discovers that it's in fact not the kyber crystal but a holocron right. and he watches yeah. the holocron and as he views the holocron he sees he sees Cantu and um he learns a little bit more about being a force builder and uh right. and discovers that the kyber crystal that he needs he's not going to find but as a force builder he actually has to build it 
Um, and then this is this. So this right. this is where it gets really good, right? Because uh, so far, like we've been building this great mythology of this Jedi Temple, and is it the same or different from the ones that we've seen before in Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars? Um, and I think this sort of points to the idea that this temple is very specific. This temple is a test mm-hmm. for force builders. Um, and uh, we, we get the reveal that not only is this, you know, a, a place of, of immense power for, for a Jedi and a force builder to create um, different things out of, out of Kyber Crystal, but this is actually mm-hmm. the planet that Cantu was on when he created the Kyber Saber and tested it and it cut the moon in half. Right. And so Rowan has that great moment of he goes, I know exactly what I have to do. I'm just not sure if I want to yes. do it. And yes. that, that was just such a great moment. And, and obviously, you know, Cordy has the, the, the right thing to say in that moment of like, look, you can build the the arrowhead or not the bad guys are still bad guys right like we yeah we have well, to fight them she, yeah right yeah she says and, te- she says uh the galaxy needs them to be brave or the dark side wins yeah yeah um and and so rowan like then musters everything he's got and builds the kyber crystal that they need which is just like yeah the the like i said this episode proves to me beyond the shadow of a doubt that this show has every bit the the integrity within the star wars canon that star wars rebels or the clone wars has this moment was the same to me as um when we first met the bendu or uh or when ahsoka Mm -hmm. fought vader um, or, uh, uh, obviously, you know, we've been talking sort of around it a lot when Kanan and Ezra go into the temple on Lothal and, and Ezra, uh, uh, communicates with Yoda and, and while well, Ezra and Kanan both communicate with Yoda. Um, uh, and then, you know, similarly uh, in the Clone Wars, the, the Mortis trilogy or the end of the series with, with Yoda um, discovering all about the wills and, and all of that. Um, this mm-hmm. this is one of those moments where like the Star Wars mythology is built out in this fantastic way, and our understanding of the Force becomes larger but no less mysterious. And I think that that is, I think that that that's like the sweet spot in Star Wars. I think it's one of the things that that. Um, the prequels didn't quite nail, but that the Clone Wars was pretty good at doing, and that Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. has been pretty fantastic about, and um, and I would say even like the the Force Awakens, like there's a lot, you know, we learn more about the Force, but you know, for every question that's answered, six more are asked, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like right. seeing Kylo Ren stop a blaster bolt with his mind, it's like, well, obviously the Force can do that. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did we ever think that it couldn't? Well, because we'd never seen it. So we never asked the question, can you stop a blaster bolt with the force? We saw Vader block blaster bolts with his hand, with his robot hand, and obviously aided by the force. Why not just stop the blaster bolts midair? Well, 
because he didn't have to because he had this other way of doing it. But just because he did it that way doesn't mean that he couldn't have done the other thing. Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of those it's one of those moments of. If you're a Jedi and kyber crystals are connected to the force and that's why the Jedi use them in lightsabers. And if Cantu in season one can build a lightsaber out of kyber crystals then why can't rowan build the heart of the arrowhead that they need like that it Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where the answer was in front of us the whole time we just didn't ask the right question right and that Mm -hmm. that to me like that is such a a yoda um wisdom moment of here it is and then to to punctuate that with rowan this kid this young kid asking this great moral question that Cantu himself only realized too late of like i have all this power but mm-hmm. should i wield it right and and obviously right. um Cantu made a weapon um and and I mean like they're also in a in a way they're creating a weapon with the arrowhead, but I think when you look at the arrowhead and and Rowan's vision, the arrowhead is not designed to use the kyber crystal offensively necessarily. It's it's a shield, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of it's kind of like I look at it the same way. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross over into the Marvel territory. Um, all the way back to the first Thor movie when uh, mm. Odin bestows Mjolnir on on Thor and he tells him mm-hmm. it's a hammer, it's a tool, it can be used to destroy things, but it can also be used to build, right? And I think mm-hmm. that the arrowhead has like a very similar quality where it's like it's a ship and they're going to use it to fight the Empire uh, it's a weapon. It's an arrowhead, right? Mm-hmm. It's the tip of the arrow, but it's also it's also a shield, right? Like it's also like like that's the key to it is that this kyber crystal creates this shield around the ship that that I don't know. Like we've kind of got to learn a little bit more about it, but does it make it indestructible? Does it does it make it? Do, is it like a lightsaber blade around the ship, right? Um, does it make it like like essentially? like infinitely sharp right like so that it can cut through any any object Mm -hmm. and i think that we'll probably see i mean i think that some of the people listening to the podcast right now probably have already seen the answer to that um and i'll know soon enough if uh, canada can can get its act together um yeah but but i think when you look at it that that's the that's rowan coming out in the design of the ship um, they, they, uh, the Freemakers are not, they're a part of the rebellion, but look at what they do in the rebellion. Rowan's building a ship mm-hmm. and Xander is a mechanic and Cordy is, is helping with the administration. Like they're as a, as a, as a family, the Freemakers are not warriors, like say the Skywalkers. Um, but they're still valuable to the rebellion, right? So, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't. I just, I just think that that's really like that's a really interesting thing to look at, and I think that that was a really cool choice for them to make, to have. When I watch when I watch Star Wars Rebels, I often look at at Ezra and and I feel like he's a little bit too much like Luke, um, where like their stories are very similar and they're sort of you know like good guy, bad guy tendencies are very similar and their journeys are, can, can be a little bit similar. Um, Rowan feels like a very different character from, from the two of them. And, and I mm-hmm. like that. I think it's refreshing because Rowan's Rowan doesn't attack. He defends. So he actually, I think, I think he sort of maybe sits more in that Obi-Wan zone. Um, but he's uh, younger, and so we we have we didn't see Obi Wan at this age, right? But maybe if we had, Rowan has more in common with that character than he has with like an Anakin or a Luke or an Ezra. Um, certainly, I would say that young Kanan, Caleb Doom, asks very similar questions to the sort of questions that that um, that Rowan asks. There's um, in in a New Dawn. I, I, Caleb is credited with inspiring Obi-Wan with the idea that he later enacts in Revenge of the Sith to send out the message telling the Jedi don't return to the temple, right? Because mm-hmm. in in their lesson, um, they're being taught uh, uh, that, you know, in the event of an emergency, this the, the, the Jedi temple sends out a signal to any Jedi to return to the temple immediately and caleb says but what if what if the threat's in the temple what if the threat Mm -hmm. is the temple (laughs) right and that that is what and obi-wan's there for it obi-wan and yoda are there and obi-wan sort of answers the question and you can tell that like caleb plants that seed in him i think that rowan asks similar questions of like yeah but what what if and he's not questioning um, – it's different from Luke. Luke is questioning his perception of reality. He's going like, yeah, but I can't lift this ship. It's too big. How is it any different right. from the like, – like, but it is different from the rock, right? Like that's his, that's his way of thinking. But, but with um, – with Rowan and, and with Kanan, I think it's much more of like, it's actually the opposite. It's questioning the dogma of the Jedi. It's questioning the, the instinct that most people have that fight or flight sort of thing. And, and most people have the thing of like, no fight. We have to fight the empire. And Rowan asks the question of like, yeah, but is it, is it right for me to wield this power to create an even more terrible weapon? And, and the thing about that is like, look at the other side of this story. Darth Vader and the emperor are looking for Kyber crystals to power the second death star. Mm -hmm. Rowan and, and his, his family, they're looking for Kyber crystals to power the arrowhead. They're doing the same thing, right? It's mm-hmm. the same. It's it's the same um, plot on both sides, but what's the motivation? And 
obviously Palpatine and Vader don't question it. They're building a Death Star so that they can wipe out the Rebellion and rule the galaxy, right? Um, but Rowan looks at it and he goes, all this power is dangerous and Cantu knew it and this is why I destroyed the Kyber Saber, right? Like, that, and to me, like, that's, that is such an interesting, look, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures has no right to put me in the position of asking these questions. (laughs) It has no right to do that. But I'm so glad that it does. And that's why I say If I'm sitting there going like and I'm following these threads and I'm going, okay, what's going on? Talked about it last week with the force builders. Was Anakin a force builder? Uh, Is Rey a force builder? They have this incredible ability with the force to to build and create and and this this Mm. incredible mechanical aptitude. Is that the same thing as Rowan? Because Rowan can build ships with his mind. Right. Do they have Look that? Anakin. Ability? Anakin built three PO. Exactly right, and that was before he even had and any a, training, and a, right? And and he built a uh, and he built a um, uh, a uh, not a land speeder, but a um, God, why am I the the, the race the pod um, the pod racer? He yeah. built the pod race exactly. Like yeah, like yeah. so so like we're asking those questions about the larger Star Wars mythology, and you say Force Builder, and it's like that's a silly Lego thing. And then you go, whoa, 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 hold up. Why is it a silly Lego thing? Mm-hmm. And this episode yeah. pushes that further and goes like, no, force builders are a part of the Star Wars mythology. They're a part of the Jedi. This is a very specific group within the Jedi. Um, <clears throat> it's almost to the point of them having the same sort of status as the Night Sisters, where it's like the force builders, like they had their own their own city. I, I, as we saw in the, in the tower of Alliston nor, right. Um, there's so much going on there. And then not only are we asking questions about the mythology, but we're asking questions about the morality of the Jedi versus the Sith. And, and is it right to create a, a Kyber crystal powered weapon to defeat the empire? And the subtext in that is, the Empire is using kyber crystals to try and wipe out the Rebellion and and strengthen mm-hmm. their grip on the galaxy, just like they did years before with the first Death Star. And it, like, like how is it how is it any different? And and what was the point of destroying destroying the kyber saber if Rowan is just building an even more devastating weapon? Right. Um, and, you know sooner or later i have to imagine that their adventure is going to lead vader to the kyber crystals that they need to power the death star because mm-hmm. we know that because the death star is fully armed and operational in return of the jedi oh yeah so yeah you know like like this is this is also one of the reasons why i like taking the episodes two at a time and then talking about them because if we had watched the season finale tonight and then recorded tomorrow, I'd have the answers to these questions already. And so (laughs) we wouldn't be able to discuss it this way. So that's again, like this is why we're trying to savor it. Right. Because, um, as Obi-Wan says, and as I'm fond of quoting, many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. And point of view. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have this point of view if we weren't going two episodes at a time. So, so <laughs> be, yeah. the episodes being True. delayed by a week in Canada is a blessing. It's just a blessing in disguise. Yeah. You just got to sort of every <laughs> once in a while, you got to turn your perspective and see it from a different angle. But yeah, yeah, yeah. such a fantastic episode. Um, are we? Do- what yeah, what, I, what I, else I, happens? I, they basically go back to the ship and they've got. Yeah, well. I just say, like, I'll echo what you said about Rowan and and how he's using the force. And it is kind of like a leap of faith in a sense of of him trusting in his ability to take three bricks and slowly walk that way up. Man, it is. It is like it is definitely like a callback, a leap of faith. And he gets up there, like you said, to the holocron and and Cantu says, hey, if you have come this far, you are worthy of the secret of building with Kyber crystals. So, um and like you said, Rowan kind of questions it. He has this moral thing about, you know, should I do this thing? And like like we talked about, Cordy tells him, hey, the galaxy needs us to be brave, but the dark side wins. So you got to, you know. And then the last thing that is, she also mentions, what is the last thing that Jack said to you? And Rowan says, "Be it, he said, be a builder. So yeah, um, really standout scene. I loved it. And to finish up, Mike, like you're saying, um, the force theme starts to play again. Great use of the force theme as as Rowan is connecting the Kyber crystals and he forms the bigger Kyber crystal, uh, and they finally are able to finish the Arrowhead and they head off for the Rebel fleet. And it ends up with a great comedic little exchange between Xander and Rowan. Xander says, "Hey, you know, we save the galaxy and we win the war. I get a date with Smoochmacher and finish the Arrowhead." And Rowan's like, "Well, two out of three of those." And Xander's like. I don't need to save the galaxy. And then it cuts away and that's him. So, so great. a great scene followed by uh, just a fun scene there to yeah. end it. So that, and um, that is like, yeah, that's, great episode. Great that's episode. the thing that makes Lego star Wars, the free maker adventures, such a great show is that we can have this, yeah. this world building great climax punctuated with, with a moral question about the, the, the use of the force and, um, and then we go immediately yeah. into a funny joke with uh, yeah, exactly with Xander, and it's like it, it, it. Like I said, this show has no business putting us <laughs> in this position to talk about two episodes for an hour and a half almost, right? Yeah. But they do, and I'm glad that they do because because um, this is what Star Wars is about. We talked about it last week with uh, the idea that that Ryan Johnson sort of challenging the idea of what star Wars is with the last Jedi and putting new stuff in it and building out Mm -hmm. the galaxy. And that is John Boyega talking, kind of paraphrasing him. That's the point. That's what star Wars does. Right. And we are, we are fans of the prequels here as the star Wars show coined today, the, the prequel defense force, right? Especially the clone wars. Uh, I don't think that you'll mm-hmm. find uh, anybody else as as vehemently in defense of, of the Clone Wars as Matt and I. Um, people equally, but not more, as, as in defense of mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, as being some of the best Star Wars out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing about the, the, the prequels is that, and this is what George wanted, and, you know, are there missteps in there? Are the movies not as good as the original trilogy? Yes. But... The thing that they do so well is that they are different. There's more mm-hmm. there. Star Wars is bigger because of it. 
right? The Lerman are in the yeah. in in uh, the crystals of Caledon, the lost crystals of Caledon, because of the prequels, because of not just because of the Clone Wars, but because the Gungans are in Episode One and cement that idea of the Ewoks and the Gungans and this aspect of this sort of like you know on the surface this lower level life form that actually holds great wisdom and strength um you know it's the it's and that all ties back to yoda and the idea of you know that that the mythological sort of um frog on the side of the road is as george lucas has referred to it so um it's all that's what it's about is about building on top of the existing uh, mm-hmm. universe. I think it's what the expanded universe sometimes does right, but most of the time does wrong. So the expanded universe is usually just rehashing stuff we've already seen. Right. Um, yeah. But when the, when the expanded universe was really great, it was when it was doing stuff like the Yuuzhan Vong. Right. When it was bad was when it was bringing Boba Fett back with a clone army of Boba Fetts. It's like, well, that already <laughs> happened in the yeah. Clone Wars, and you're not doing it as well as the Clone Wars, so why bother, right? If you don't have something new to say, right. don't say anything. But then on the flip side mm-hmm. of that, with The Force Awakens, Ray is obviously very reminiscent of both Luke and Anakin's stories. Um, and she's... Uh, and And... And Ezra's story, obviously. Um, she's a very archetypical character. But there's something new to say with that character by virtue of the fact that she is a woman. Um, and by virtue of the mm-hmm. fact that she doesn't know who her family is. Or she knows who her family is, but we don't know who her family is, right? And she's sort of, like, disconnected from it. Like, there's there are these things that make her hero's journey different enough, right? And obviously, you know, throwing in characters like Finn and Poe fleshes that out but um star wars is like variations on a theme but you you take those variations on a theme and you add on to them right and that's where that's where it gets good and i think that's what the freemaker adventures is doing and man i know i i just i just keep ringing this bell but i'm gonna keep ringing it until the show gets the recognition that it deserves from the larger fandom this yeah. show should be considered yeah. yeah it's getting there i think but it this show should be considered just as important as like as something like star wars rebels and i think i mm-hmm. i think that lucasfilm going ahead and putting it on starwars.com is a step in that direction so um yeah yeah that's, for sure oh yeah i think that's the the best thing that they can do to wake people up to the fact that some of the best writing going on in star wars right now is happening on what is labeled as a kid's show because it has that Lego Star Wars um, description mm-hmm. in front of it. And because it's funny. yeah, People think because it's funny, it can't be emotional and heartfelt and thought-provoking yeah. mythology and world-building. Yeah. And it is, so. Oh, dives deep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Good stuff, man. Yeah, a couple great episodes, and it ends up like um, – you know, and don't forget the MOC is still out there. He's got this new tracker. Yep. So uh, obviously we don't know what's going on because we haven't seen the next episodes. But uh, look for MOC to probably make a big splash in these next, at least as we finish out this series here. 
Uh, but that's gonna. I guess that's it for this week, huh? That is it for this week. Uh, we're gonna yeah. be back next week with the next two episodes: Flight of the Arrowhead and A Perilous Rescue. Uh, yes. But uh, but that's it for us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I really enjoyed talking about these episodes. Um, I feel like we yeah, got into fun. some yeah. really really cool Star Wars talk. Um, even if it was a little one-sided and I kind of monologued for a while there, but um, you <laughs> know, love the monologues. Yeah. Maybe. I think that maybe that's what some people tune in for. So, um, you got uh, things to say. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting us. Of course, you can stay up to date with all the latest star Wars animation news by heading to rebelspodcast.com. very soon. Rebelcells.com. very soon. I'm still working away. Yes. On it. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rebels Podcast, and on Twitter at Rebels Podcast. I am on Twitter at ArcWolf, and Matt is on Twitter at The Crankster. That is Crankster with a K. Yes. Um, of course, if you mm. – uh, oh, sorry. I'm skipping ahead of myself. We're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head over to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. If I can be so bold as to recommend yet again uh, the Disney Dads Cartoon Afternoon, which is the new – podcast that i have with my friend curtis finley um who you guys might know from the pull box podcast and from co-hosting from time to time on quiver the green arrow podcast with me uh he and i are two uh disney obsessed dads that are going to talk all about disney afternoon style content so that means right now we're talking about the new ducktales series which just had its uh series premiere this past weekend uh, with the one-hour premiere that aired all day Saturday over and over and over and was fantastic. Uh, such a such a great show. If you like Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, you will love the new DuckTales because it treats its audience with the same kind of respect. It's great for kids, but there's a lot in there for adults to appreciate as well, especially if you're a fan of the original DuckTales. If you want to know more about that, Go to cartoonafternoon.com. Check out our first couple episodes. Curtis and I break it all down. Um, there are so many references in the first episode, including references to Darkwing Duck. Uh, and obviously that's a big deal for me because Darkwing Duck is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. So uh, cartoonafternoon.com, thunderquack.com. Go check out both of those websites. Um, subscribe to the new podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that two ways. You can do it first by heading to store.thunderquack.com and picking up a t-shirt, a cell phone case, a throw pillow, a whole bunch of different stuff. You can get all sorts of different things with our designs on them. Uh, we appreciate everybody who does support us that way. We've got lots of you guys doing it. Um, you can also support us by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your monthly support over there. You pick an amount as low as a dollar a month, uh, and that goes to basically paying for hosting costs as well as um, you know any sort of development type stuff that we have to do, like building the new website, or uh, eventually, hopefully, uh, uh, new equipment, better sound quality, and that sort of thing, which will improve the experience for you guys, the listeners. So we appreciate everybody who does support us over there. If you do support us, you get access to some cool stuff, like the exclusive Thunderquack podcast, the most recent episode of which I interviewed uh, my co-host, uh, Matt. And uh, we got into oh, some cool yeah, stuff. Heck yeah. 
We learned a lot about the crankster and exactly what <laughs> makes a crankster crank. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely one of my favorite experiences in the nine years of podcasting that I've been doing this. Um, and I think that it is well, well worth the dollar. So oh, go man. check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thunderquack to get access to all that for as little as a dollar a month. And there are more great rewards the higher up you go. So uh, thank you to everybody who supports us over there. Yes, really thank appreciate you. appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. Um, or we could. It would just cost us money, and that wouldn't be as much fun. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> thank you in any case. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening all the way through this episode. And we will be back next week.